0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. Inching closer to the start of the regular season. I'm sure many of you caught the Bills' impressive 42-15 preseason victory over the Denver Broncos this weekend. And again, I I get it. It's preseason football. You don't want to get too excited with things. But hey, anytime you watch the Bills get out there and just kind of play and perform in a dominating way, it's, it's fun to see. It's a kill a little bit of time on a Saturday afternoon. Thankfully, no uh, no injuries of note for the Buffalo Bills, and you just kind of keep moving forward as we get ready for that Thursday night football opener against the Los Angeles Rams. Now, you know, there's a lot of analysis already out there of what took place in the preseason game, so I'm not really going to go into that, but, you know, the guy that keeps standing out to me through these first two weeks of the preseason is wide receiver Khalil Shakir in so many ways, when you came into this, you know, training camp, off season workouts, you think to yourself, okay, a fifth round pick, um, this guy should make the team. You, you read a lot of good things. You hear our, our Bruce Nolan, who was a big fan of his coming into the draft, right? You're like, okay, a, a fifth rounder, not a guarantee, right. For, for a roster spot, like, you know, no positions are being handed to anyone or given out or any of those pieces. Now, if you follow any of the beat guys on social media, you read their different articles. You'd see that this is a guy that is uh, that is shown really well in in practices, right? That there has been a level of uh, performance taking place, but also professionalism. Just you you know, hear him in different press availability, and it seems to be a young man that uh, you know kind of oozes process, right? When we talk about the process and head coach Sean McDermott that Khalil Shakir seems to be one of those guys. Now, as you go through these first two weeks of the preseason, right in the victory over the Broncos, you know, he, he he comes out, leads the team in receiving yards, three receptions for 59 yards the week before, you know, five catches for like 92 yards. It's preseason. I get it. You're playing against backups, but you just, you, you see him when I say on the tape, it's not like I'm sitting here watching the tape as you're watching the games, right? Here's someone that continues to stand out for the Bills. And then it kind of got me thinking to just a couple years ago when Gabriel Davis came out as a fourth round pick. And all of a sudden there was just this buzz around this young player, right? That he was showing in the offseason workouts that he was showing in training camp. And there was just this real buzz around Gabe Davis. And now here we are heading into his third season. Wide receiver, too, um, a lot of great expectations and, and deservedly great expectations based on what he's done these first two seasons. And of course, in the playoffs last year. So it just got me a little bit interesting, right? As I was thinking about Shakir, it's like, okay, how did this guy get to the fifth round? How does he end up getting taken with pick 148? You know, or am I, is it just, you know, the preseason buzz? Are you just excited about someone because it's that time of year? And as I said, Playing against backups? Or is this potentially someone that slipped through the cracks and made their way to the Buffalo Bills? So this morning, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, what am I going to talk about? And, you know, in a lot of times, right? I'm I'm not like Bruce Nolan. I don't have every podcast mapped out that I'm going to do over a period of time, or I'm I'm not as creative as the not another Buffalo podcast guys. Or of course, when you, you know, look at Jay Spence the King and kind of the the list of, of special guests that he has and comes on the show. So this morning, again, I'm thinking, what is it that I'm going to look at and talk about It's not just going to be rehashing this preseason game? So I kind of started down a little bit of a rabbit hole. I'm like, well, let me go back and look at Shakir and see what some of the experts were saying about him heading into the draft process. Because I think that would be helpful to look at and maybe is this just, a, again, you've got a guy that's shining against some backups that might not make the league, or is this a little bit of a diamond in the rough that might work out for the Buffalo Bills? So listen, I'm not going to go through everything with you because, you know, you go to some reputable sources, you you find the information that you're looking for, um, and it kind of backs up what you're, what you're thinking at this time. So really, as I started, right, first I went to NFL.com because I like the work that those guys do guys do. I think they've always got a lot of great information when it comes to the draft prospects and, and what they have able to share. You know, so you just start with the combine results for Shakir, right? 4.43 in the 40 yard dash, 34 and a half inch vertical, 124 in the broad jump, 7.28 in the three cone drill, and a 20 yard shuttle of 4.21. We'll get back to some of that stuff in just a just a little bit. You know, because I think when you go through some of the other specifics that they have kind of gives you some insight into the player that he is. So the first analysis that comes here is from Lance Zerline, right? And he hasn't projected in round four. So just a one round earlier than where he actually went, his NFL comparison to Antoine Randall L., who many of you may remember from his successful time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's what Zerline wrote, a coach's dream, combining competitive nature, exciting versatility an elite character on and off the field. For a short-arm player with average explosiveness, Shakir puts an emphatic stamp on games. He's more football player than prototypical slot receiver and needs to prove he can handle an increase in contested catches. He can be activated from a variety of alignments with the vision, wiggle, and toughness to move the chains once the ball is in his hands. He finds a way to frequently show up on the notepad when watching tape and his will to outperform the guy across from him should not be overlooked. Shakir should become a valuable piece for a creative play caller. Then Zierlein goes into his strengths, and it's a pretty nice list of strengths. High character player, voracious competitive spirit, and vastly versatile. Receiver used on direct snaps, as a running back, on jet sweeps, and in the return game. Motor rarely gives opponents a chance to catch their breath, Laser-focused once the ball is snapped. No down gear into the teeth of the defense as a route runner. Low center of gravity for sudden root cuts and breaks. Creates throwing windows with leverage, footwork, and strength. Concentration to make wild circus catches. Relishes contact and can play through it. Absolute menace with the ball in his hands. And a patient runner with vision and foot hovering over the gas pedal. Now, again, not everything is all sunshine and rainbows. Here are some of the weaknesses that are noted. Very short arms and lacks explosiveness as a leaper. Making a big step up in coverage competition. Won't run away from defenders. Might be quicker than fast. Better polish and speed variances needed to disguise intentions. Inconsistent working back to the throw. Lacks desired physical traits some teams demand. And finally, they have a quote from one personnel director for an AFC team, and I quote, better person than player, and he is a hell of a player. You have to make your focus all the things he does well, because he's going to keep doing them as a pro. So as you're going through with all of this and you read it all, right, I mean, the the breakdown in many ways, just as as far as those strengths, the analysis from Lance Erline, you think to yourself, good, good God, you could describe a first round player. With all of this, and uh, and see where this would happen. Now, again, for him, right, playing in the Mountain West Conference, playing for Boise State, um, you know, not at a Big Five type of type of program, that wasn't something that was going to be be in the cards. Um, I get it; his size probably works against him just a little bit, right, coming in at six foot, one hundred ninety six pounds. So then I started to look at some other pieces, and I'm thinking to myself. Are these combine results bad? Is there something that worked against him there? So I went to Kent Platt at Math Bomb on Twitter, and this is a guy, right? He has the breakdown of all those relative athletic scores for guys as they come out of the draft. And this was, you know, this was out of the the combine, right? He kind of reporting on his scores. And he had Shakir overall as an 8.01 out of 10 as a prospect. And he said this ranked number 521 out of 2,613 wide receivers from 1987 to 2022. So roughly, right, quick math in my head, that puts him in the top 20% of wide receivers based on these different scores. Right, now you can look at, let's look at the positives as it related to his composite speed grade. 40-yard dash, 20-yard split, 10-yard split. Elite scores on all of these pieces. His 10-yard split right at 1.49 seconds, rated as a 9.84. His 20-yard split, 9.62. Impressive, right, for a guy with his size and kind of ties in with the analysis that we read from Zierlein before. Areas where he did poor, three-cone drill, 7.28, only scoring a two out of a possible 10 there. Okay, probably a bit of a red flag that certainly worked against him and see what happens there. His only other red flag that popped up was his height, right? Is coming in just under six feet tall, um, just about 5'11 and a half, which graded out as a 4.34. As I mentioned before, too, his weight not ideal, 196 pounds at a 5.25, and his vertical of 34.5, rating out as a 5.5. You know, the, again, the red flags of the three cone drill and the height. Um, you know, when you talk about his weight, his vertical. Um, You know, those things all rated out is okay. Um, You know, so as you look at it, okay, uh, a good athlete with good speed, some areas to improve. You know, the three-cone drill, you know, (laughs) more people learned about that when DK Metcalf was coming in as a prospect. So I always take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. But, you know, so now I look at that analysis from NFL.com, from guys like Chad Ryder and from Lance Zerline. I look at these athletic scores coming from uh, from Kent Platt and I'm like, okay, things seem to be okay there. Let me go to one other source and see what the guys over at the Draft Network tend to say, because that's a group that, you know, we we know and love, you know, Joe Marino and the work that he does and that team there. So just went and took a look at his profile and what came out from them, because I think that's always important, too. They have a number of guys that take a look at him as a prospect. And, and a lot of positivity that came from Dre Harris, right. As he was talking about him as a prospect and what he brings and really what, you know, what he can do. So, you know, you looked at this breakdown and, you know, just with everything, it's like, okay, here's a guy that should be able to, to perform, you know, the one thing that kind of, you know, comes out there is, is just that, uh, that lack of explosiveness, right. That he's not an explosive athlete, where to me it's like, okay, is this the part that really knocks him down a, a bit? Right. Just is that the piece that that is working against him. But really for that team there, they had a consensus for him as a third round grade, right? And that's coming from from a number, you know, not just from Dre Harris, but from Joe Marino, from Kyle Krabs and others on their team, with him all ranking somewhere between like a 76 and a 79 as a prospect. So it's just intriguing, right? I mean, we're talking about two preseason games. I get it. I know I keep repeating this because, you know, you might be sitting there staring at your radio or your phone or your computer, wherever you are listening to this and thinking, you know, Anthony, pump the brakes here just a little bit. But I do think Shakira is going to have that opportunity in Buffalo. You know, you talk about the number of four wide receiver sets that they have used in the past, maybe some different rotation Right. You can look at someone like Shakir. You see that breakdown we talked about before being used as a runner, being used on jet sweeps, you know, be creative with him. You know, does Shakir as a rookie get to fill that void left by Isaiah McKenzie? Right. Does he end up being that guy that kind of is used in some of those gadget plays um, to get some touches right to get somewhere around 30 catches this year? Let's make sure we get the ball in his hands and see what he can do. Seems like he has the inside track on being the punt returner for the team, which I see as a positive as well. So maybe he's that fifth wide receiver when you look at things. Maybe Jamison Crowder filling a little bit of a, you know, Emmanuel Sanders type of role as that fourth wide receiver that Gabriel Davis actually played in the past. I, I make the comparison to Sanders based on on the size, right? Gabe Davis just with his size something brings something different to the equation but Shakir can be an impact player this year when I say an impact player right I'm not talking about like Stefan Diggs impact player but I'm saying hey as a punt returner maybe he can do some good things if you manufacture 30 to 35 catches for him this year you know that's significant in my mind for a rookie fifth round player so I'm excited to see what can happen again I think back to the conversations we had just two years ago, about Gabriel Davis, how things really took off there, and how you know the Bills did get a bit of that diamond in the rough, right, with him being selected in the fourth round. And heck, I even thought you know I thought Isaiah Hodgins was the one that should have gone in the fourth round, and maybe Gabe Davis should have gone a little later. <laughs> Shows you what I know. But uh, I'm excited. Everything I'm seeing so far from Khalil Shakir, everything I went back and looked at to kind of see if it matches up with what we've seen these past couple of weeks and at least what we're hearing. And it certainly does. So let's see what continues to happen. Yes, I will not get too excited too soon. But for right now, uh, the arrow is pointing up for Khalil Shakir. And of course, for all Bills fans, we hope that it's something that continues. So listen, I'm going to get out of here for now. If you have not done so yet, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast so you get this show each and every week, but you get every other show that we have here at buffalorumblings.com. We've got you covered with new content seven days a week, so make sure you are locked in as best you can. I'm going to get out of here for now. Appreciate y'all tuning in, and as always, go Bills.